0: I've forgotten how I wanted to start it. To start it. So what are we going with? Reasons, reasoning, reasoning, reason, reasoning, reasoning, and seasoning. I like that. Reasoning and seasoning. <laughs> like that, reasoning and seasoning. <laughs> tuned in, locked in, tuned in. Shit. Actually, do I? What do I want to be called?
1: I got Sim Simba. I'm
0: just going to go anything. Hello,
1: everybody. This is the reason this
0: season. The seasoning Hi. This is a podcast. Each week. <laughs> there's a lot of shit going on. All right. Look. All
1: right. All right. Yeah. Let's just blast into it. See what comes out, bro. <laughs>
0: David, <laughs> Make sure you tune in Every I'm week Cancel on I just said a bag of shit What? <laughs> <laughs> We're
1: just two guys You wanna hear it. What? What? what?
0: What's getting on people? You're now tuned into the Reasoning and Seasoning podcast with myself Ellington and myself King Sims We're just two guys chopping it up talking shit about topics you want to hear and of course we put our own seasoning on it so make sure you catch us each and every week <laughs> OnlyFans seeks to move away from porn as a company is worth 1 billion mm. Now part of me feels sorry for these OnlyFans girls because it's like they're looking at OnlyFans like Nigga we made you what you were, like, <laughs> and you gonna do this to us like that, like Training Day. Yeah, y'all gonna play
1: me? I'm gonna put cases on all of you. Hey, <laughs> I was 14 when I started that shit. Dig yourself out of that one. <laughs> do you know what? All right, do you know what's mad about how the popularity of that platform in terms of you know all these stories that that we've discussed in the past as well all these stories coming out about so-and-so earns this much so so-and-so owns that much and then you've got any tom dick and harry wanting to just try a thing and throw their line into the water see yeah. what bites do you know what i mean and again i'll reiterate this massively su- successful off the big celebrities who are on there we've got millions of followers uh-huh. and they're taking a cut of all that Mm-hmm. Millions of subscribers who are paying subscriptions, they're taking a cut off all that. God bless, can't knock the hustle. Mm-hmm. But the 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 true kind of forgotten casualties of this mm-hmm. app, regardless of which way they go, if they go to being a, just a video platform where people are sharing TikTok dances, <laughs> yep. yeah. how, pissed, how pissed is someone going to be where they've paid their subscription, ex- expect to see Cheeks, and, not again. and then they see they're someone doing <laughs> do
0: you know what's funny
1: about doing that dude the knees dance do
0: you know what's funny about that like i'm glad you you mentioned tiktok there so i didn't realize this until earlier today right yeah apparently there's been a strike from all black tiktok Hallelujah. dancers right mm. so now what's happening is
1: tiktok's dead and they're just
0: like yeah there's no new trends on tiktok dance wise wow Perhaps all the black dancers have just stopped have doing just it. stopped and I'm like, see, if we and applied, if as a black people, we <laughs> did the same thing with most. Of it. Can you imagine the music industry if all black artists just said, "Nah," even for like a even for like a month, you just to what? watch everyone shake, rattle, and roll. You, this, this is this, <laughs> this is the thing. This
1: this strikes like a very key point. In instances where people are disgruntled because they're not having something that's happened has yeah. riled them, mm-hmm. and they're like protest we're gonna be silent on this platform we're Uh not gonna use it blah blah i'm like all right cool but the real impact that you're gonna have is with your spending power with Uh your dollar Uh with your pound do you Uh know i mean so if all these people rather than just saying ah we're gonna stay off the platform for a week whatever um if they move to an alternative platform in mass as we are doing this, we are all doing this, unified together, mm-hmm. we are either starting a platform or moving all of our monetization and all of our trends and all of our whatever that we bring to your platform and this is the thing i'm not i'm not saying that i don't even know the story behind it like why why are
0: they i i, I don't know where it came from I think yeah. it i think so I did see something about a week ago mm-hmm. it, it was either on a shade bar or another blog site or whatever, but it just was talking about like how all the very the most popular um, TikTok dances or TikTok trends yeah. came from black creators. Mm-hmm. So people that are on the... Because on TikTok, it's got this very cool feature where you can actually, if you've got enough time, you can trace it back to the first person or the first account that uploaded this trend.
1: Oh. You can literally
0: trace it back right to the person who started it, right? Wow, okay. And uh, where they got that from, but it's basically who uploaded it first okay. and where it spiraled from. Uh. So apparently they found that out of the top 10... Yeah. Like ten, all ten of them were created by black people. Okay. Or black, like black creators, whether it be a teenager or a woman or whatever. Yeah. And I think off the back of that, they've been like, yeah, we're not getting no recognition for any of this, da, 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 da. Obviously, the trend spirals and it becomes a global sensation uh-huh. and everyone's doing it. But it's like, I think there was a little bit of saltiness has been well. like, yeah, we created this mass phenomenon. There's effectively a massive marketing campaign off the back of our creativity, but we're not getting anything for it. So uh, I think it was just like, a, right, well, we're not doing it anymore. okay. Let's see how long you last. And it's been days and people are already stressed. Okay, like, but I'm, like I'm, why, I'm why people are doing big fish, little fish couple? Oh, like, oh, come yeah, on, yeah. Oh. Now, no. <laughs> now you are stressed. Now you are seeing where the creativity come from. No, but but correct me
1: if I am wrong. I am trying to figure out why do these black creatives want special recognition? Why why do they want? I don't know. I think I think it, imagine you
0: created a. Are a they monetizing ca- their their no, they no, 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 they no, no, no. So imagine you created like a uh, a a very catchy phrase, like a quote. Yeah. And then next thing you know, everyone on internet saying it. And then somebody trademarks it and makes mm-hmm. money off of what you came up with. Mm-hmm. And then to put salt in the wounds, you could actually trace back to the fact and say, no, it was me that started this. Mm-hmm. But you're still like well, we're not giving you any money for it or we're not going to recognise that or we're not gonna, just going to sweep you under the rug as if yeah. to say you didn't do it or whatever. Uh-huh. I think that might be part of it. Uh, okay. But, okay. I mean, for, we live in an era where people can come up overnight like that. Yeah. So when, you're, when you've done something and other people are coming up overnight because of what you've created, mm-hmm. you feel some type of way. You will feel salty, but... I, okay, did, did the person who created
1: the moonwalk ever get compensated in any way by MJ no because <laughs> MJ didn't create that he no, saw someone that. else do it yeah, yeah. He's do, you know, know you do you know
0: what though it's a very popular dance back in there it's a pop it's a popping move Aye, but someone I there was but, one person however, who did it first however however if you could trace it back mm-hmm. that person could in today's modern era with the way legalities are set up you probably could they get probably some could sort claim. of money from true, it true. but I don't think you know TikTok aren't as a company, aren't the ones claiming the money. It's, mm. you know what I mean? It's just yeah, everyone it's, else of their own free will has, has decided to duplicate it. Mm. Then it's become popular on this chosen platform. Yeah. And TikTok has just been like, cool, we'll, we'll, we'll take that. But they're not, you know what I mean? They're not the ones claiming and owning it. They're not it the claiming and owning it. So now nobody's claiming it and owning it, yeah. but you're, you know it's your thing. Yeah. But you're not getting anything from it.
1: But the person who wants something from it, who are they wanting the pat on the back from?
0: I don't know. But this this, this, this is there's so many this, questions. This, that's why it's open-ended. Yeah. And I like, never get it. But I think now mm. the rebuttal is, right, well, we're gonna stop creating content for your platform then. Mm. And now everyone's shuffling. But why are they <laughs> taking it out on the platform? <laughs> because platform ain't done nothing wrong. Well, here's the thing. It's the other person who took your thing. So but, it, but here's the thing though, it's, it's just one of those things where TikTok made it famous. So if you wanted to blame anybody, you could say, oh, the creators of TikTok, they owe us money. We created so much, like we create content for your platform. Mm -hmm. I guess when you sign up to TikTok, you waive that right. Effectively. When you upload your content onto TikTok, you wait, or any social media platform, there's a certain amount of that that you Mm waive. And just be like, look, it's out of our hands. This is a global network. Yeah. But the same way you could be like, Right, well, then I'm just not going to do it on TikTok. I'm just not going to do it anymore. I'm going to find my own avenue to do it. Now, here's where it gets a bit sticky, like what you said. Yeah. If we did mass migrate over to a platform that net recognized original content yeah. and off the back of that, if it went global and viral and you could somehow um, calculate numbers of how much influence it had yeah. and then give you a royalty off of the back of it... Mm-hmm. People would flock to that. So with Everyone would be getting mad creative. They'd be like, right, I could create something and within weeks I could be a millionaire just because this one platform. I wouldn't have to wait for advertising companies to come to me and be like, oh, can you do Mm -hmm. this? Perfect example, right? So this is a great example. Do you remember, um, I've forgotten his name, but the little boy. Don't worry about it, sweetheart. That's that splat. Um, every yeah, time yeah, yeah. every time I go to school girls be asking me like Brandon what you got on? Yeah. He has got a uh a commercial mm-hmm. with a um what do you call those things that you put in your teeth the retainers. Retainers, yeah. Retainers. He's got uh-huh. a commercial with them and the 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 premise is there's these girls coming out of school and they're like jumping around. And every time I, every time a girl see me, they'd be asking, Brandon, what you got on? And he's like, don't worry about it, sweetheart. And then the advert shows him putting in the retainer and stuff. And because he's of that age where retainers are very popular uh, in that age group, yeah. he's got a market and advertising off the back of it. Okay. So now, imagine he, someone uploaded, his parents uploaded that content to, say, Instagram. Mm-hmm. And Instagram recognised that it was him yeah. before he even got the the advertising company at his door yeah. or in his, in his mom's DMS or whatever, he's already getting paid off that because it's gone so viral mm. that there's royalties off the back. It's, it's similar as if you created a song. Yeah. It's the same concept. That's, that's a very good it's point. It's the same concept. You create a song or you create an image or a logo and that logo and that image goes viral. You yeah. can say that is mine. It's patented. It's, it's my song. It's my art. It's whatever. Yeah. And whoever uses this needs to owe me money if Instagram are going to push it you owe me money do you know what I mean but with stuff like unless it's patented
1: patented sorry yeah that's a very good point because I feel that in the same way that someone putting out a song that is your performance Mm. your likeness so if you are on camera doing this dance and X number of platforms are Promoting it, promoting it, and yeah. attaching adverts
0: to it, mm-hmm. and monetizing it in that mm-hmm. way, they are due you some dough. So when, when yeah, you first if monetizing it, it, and then you're not getting the royalties off the back of that, knowing that the reason why people are seeing these adverts is because of your thing, yeah, that's, that's a problem. That's yeah. an issue.
1: So when you first mentioned this whole conundrum, a part of me, I'll be honest, felt like, look, if you put anything in this day and age, if you put anything out into the public domain. Yeah. It is what it is, it's out there, that's it, it is what it is. And I was just like, okay, in terms of grouping together, not only as I, I understand in this instance, it is a bunch of black creatives uh-huh. who are like, we are the originators of this, but at the same time, there's other creatives, not non black, who started trends.
0: Oh, hungry. I guess the top 10 maybe in this case, but well, that's what it was. was black creatives. That's where, that's where the it was identified as like, hold mm. on a minute, these are all black people. I yeah. ma- imagine... But it's no
1: surprise, bro. Like, in terms of like creative industries and, and music and performance, oh, black people oh, are always yeah. the front runners. So I'm not shocked. I like, so, I ima- like, ima- imagine... Coindexter came out imagine, with a clipboard imagine, and said,
0: "Oh Yeah. But this is the thing. And the reason why I think this is a very good topic is because imagine you took this same approach to sport. Mm. NCAA. Mm. Let a young nigga get paid, nigga. Fuck the NCAA, nigga. Let a young nigga get paid, nigga. Yeah. NCAA is a multi-billion dollar industry, right? It's a league in America, for those who don't know, National College American Athletics. Yeah. Um, and they basically cover... They, have, In most sports, they have three divisions. And they are all... Um, they're all part of an uh, collegiate institution, so universities, mm. and they in they cover pretty much every sport you can possibly think of, okay. from basketball, yeah. football, American football, soccer, I guess what they would call it, um, netball, rock, like literally any any sport, right? Yeah. But the way that they the colleges get out of paying for the students is they say, "Oh no, we're giving them a free education." Wow. Now, bearing in mind. American collegiate education is very expensive. Yeah. But I think the bottom rung can be something like 10 grand for tuition. Oh, okay. Like, it's like what we have to pay. Actually, in fact, it's, it's similar as what uh, university students pay now. Okay. But they don't really have a vast loan system like we do over here. Oh, It's okay. like, if you're from a certain area or a certain state, you ain't going to college unless your family are rich. Yeah. Or unless you get a scholarship. So, but... The amount of money that they invest in these students' education mm-hmm. is minuscule compared to how much the they these like even one sport team can generate finances for. Like, if your um, basketball team get to the final four, yeah, you're making hand over fist. These collegiate stadiums are mm-hmm. sold out. Because uh, okay. some states in America don't have football teams or they don't have NBA teams. Ah, do you know? What I mean? They don't yeah. have pro teams in it's it, so they flock. That's the closest yeah. thing they can get. So they sell out arenas and they own these players' likeness uh, whilst ah. they're under the school's tuition. So EA Sports, um, if when they released, they released the game a few years ago, and it was a big uproar, and they were using the collegiate players' faces, oh, and right. it was like you don't have the right to do that, and it was yeah. like yeah, we do. Here's the country. We own the likeness. We Jeez. own the likeness but these kids are just wanting to get an education and play ball and, yeah. and with aspirations to get to the pro leagues mm. but imagine they all turn around and says nope yeah. everyone black in that league turn around and says nah or even in the NFL or the yeah. NBA mm. hockey would be alright yeah, yeah well. <laughs> hockey would be alright well, times would, are changing ice it would be alright uh, <laughs> do you know what I mean like there's one black hey. guy say like, yeah and stabs the sticks on the floor it. and be like mm. yeah uh, <laughs> <laughs> Zelinsky you're up next. To, like, yeah, we don't need this guy. Johnson just left. Zelinsky, it's your time to shine, bro. But um, yeah, imagine that happening. All black athletes just turn around and says, yeah, for a month, yeah, for the month of January, mm-hmm. we're not playing us, we're not touching a single ball. Yeah, that, be, that would be. They would collapse. would They like, would imagine LeBron James turn around. Even one LeBron James turn around mm-hmm. and said, Nah, I'm not playing the NBA because this year, because da 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 da. Yeah,
1: they would lose P. It would be. He will be
0: they was just good.
1: like similar to um i found it funny how cristiano cristiano ronaldo just moving oh
0: football. my god Thumbed i was nuts.
1: like Clark. Do you, only cristiano ronaldo can do Four that 4 billion wiped off their stock price
0: <gasps> big, you know big big do you know just what he, from uh, mm-mm. and do you know what i think do you know what do you know what the salt in the drink water was? <laughs> yeah that was the, song, that was the that was the that was of the dagger he's stuck 2 billion in, per word yeah drink Water. <laughs> Young 4 billion pounds. I think that made it worse because it was like, if he'd have just moved it out of the way and mm. said nothing, yeah. it'd have been like, but he basically said, the made, drink's made, yeah, Did but, he drink but, it? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Did he drink this poison? <laughs> yeah. I am the best footballer yes. at the world's biggest um, tournament athlete. right now. And yeah. I'm telling you, this drink water. Move this stuff out of the way. <laughs> and, and I think... The reason why it was a big thing is because Coca Cola are the official partner of the Euros. Yeah, and he just came on and says, "I don't give a fuck." (laughs) No, move! (laughs) Get get out of here, man! Get out from the hilltop! Get out! I don't know but, what I don't know what fuck off is in Portuguese, but he basically yeah. said, done your drink. Yeah, yeah. It's but And th- then and then it slowly started to become a trend over the next couple of days uh-huh. and 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 the um UEFA master to just turned around the female master just turn around and says FIFA, sorry, must have just turned around and said, yeah, stop that right now. Yeah. This is not Can a trend. Because, man, we're coming out? on to start moving shit around. Yeah, one of it's the right. Spanish footballers yeah. did the same thing as well. I said, just like, I, I said, behave yourself. Really, uh, you are not Ronaldo, okay? Yeah, 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 yeah. Ronaldo will be fine if he gets sued yeah. a couple mil for this. You, your whole family this, will feel it. You'll
1: be out of this building.
0: You'll <laughs> be playing you. before the St. Mary before the year's <laughs> out. You're <So>, cowed <laughs> beef. Okay. Division four. Behave, lad. You're not... <laughs> yeah, but you're playing for a university team in, uh, in, in, in Glasgow. Uh, if you don't behave yourself. Uh, Portuguese, they'll say fila de puta. Oh,
1: is that what it is? Yeah. Fila de puta. Beach. Oh, right. Okay. Loose, but yeah. So this is the thing, right? In this discussion, when you are... Whatever you're doing, whether it be sports or whether it be a TikTok or whether it be whatever, you are try you you've got your skin in the game mm. you've done your one dance it's blown up then now you're a known face mm-hmm. so now if companies want to seek you out if teams want to seek you out if people want to seek you you're now a known face mm-hmm. without having put this thing out into the public domain it gained its popularity yeah. it wouldn't set you up for being a retainer's kid yeah so although yeah. you didn't make no dough of what busts you, but now you're instantly recognizable. So it's on you, I feel. Now, to, to if you align yourself with a manager who's going to seek out opportunities, mm-hmm. you could easily end up... But it it almost feels like an opportunity cost because if you hadn't had your thing stolen by X, Y, and Z, I know maybe someone took it further and got more popular with it. But if, if there's a way for you to really ride out a campaign saying yeah, yeah. I'm the originator of do Ray J. I hit it first mm-hmm. people didn't know he hit it first but what did uh, he nah, do nah we, we did no we, but, that shit went viral okay yeah, before, yeah the video before Kanye even dropped no but the video the But <laughs> <laughs> these, these are the choices he had he hit he knows he hit he did a video he strategically dropped that video True. with good timing he made a song strategically dropped the album was the same as the, one of the top selling rappers in the world at the time Yeah, <laughs> and like that, that came after, those actions that came after. So you're a ball player, right? And yeah, you've had your likeness raped by the NCAA. Like they've signed you to a shit deal where they're paying for your tuition. Uh-huh. You could be the guy who's like, mm, well, I ain't going to play. You're still there. You've yeah, got this opportunity yeah, yeah, yeah. to have your tuition paid. Like you're saying, you're in a situation where if you ain't got rich parents, yeah, yeah, you could sit back and you could okay. revolt and you could be like, or you could get in there. Game is the game. Wreck shop. Become that face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got bullied there, but then now you're in the league. You're in the NBA. Well, this is this was the other side. That of- was Shan Manting yeah. Santing. But now, what
0: what are you doing well, after? Well, this is the coin? other side of the coin. This is why I was like, okay, in the case of TikTok dancers, mm. I mean, are you? If you if you if you think that you're going to achieve something, I think this is maybe just shocked, like shaken. TikTok users and be like, oh, shit. So when they don't do their thing, we can't really enjoy it. Mm. So it's more of just uh, watch yourself. Yeah. yeah. Watch yourself. Yeah. All we want is recognition. You should mm. be grateful they're asking for actual royalties here. However, yeah. in a more serious um, scenario, like when you actually, someone owns your likeness and they're monetizing it and you're not seeing a red cent, that's when I'm like, okay, Sometimes the opportunity is worth more than the paycheck. Mm. So like you just uh, described there, let them use your likeness for the four years that you're you're at college. Yeah. Use it to get you to a place where they will value you. Yeah. Because sometimes... Because in the, in the case of, like say, the NCAA, you are getting a, effectively... A, well, not free education because you're still having to play, but you're getting an education that you wouldn't have gotten otherwise. Mm. You're, getting a, the, you're getting noticed by certain teams, agencies, um, companies, brands that wouldn't know who you were if you weren't playing at this level. Yeah, Take the lowercase L mm. in order to get the capital W. Yeah. Is what I would say about that. But mm. that's in that circumstance. Same yeah. as like, I mean, you and I are both in the creative industries. How many times have you done work for somebody for either little to no P, knowing mm. that it's going to get you the big, the big check in the future? Hannah's. Hannah's because there's that, because Hannah's. that person yeah. is in the right place to give you the, the, the step up. Exactly. Whereas if you hit him with a budget that he couldn't afford, mm. he'd be like, I can't afford that right now. I'm going to have to use somebody else. Yeah. Now you've lost an opportunity and further work mm. because you've looked at the paycheck and not the opportunity that comes from it. Precisely, yeah. So, yeah. And I've done it before. I've done DJ gigs for certain people or certain companies, certain brands where I'm not getting paid. Yeah. It's cost me money to do it. Like I've had to maybe go down to like London. Yeah. Go back to London, that's money on the train or the flight or whatever. I've had to bring my own equipment or I've had to hire equipment and give it, get it sent to the venue. That's money out of my pocket. Yeah. Maybe the venue is like on the other side of London to where my mum lives so I can't. I have to get a hotel. Yeah. That's extra P. Mm. And I'm looking at that like, okay, I've spent nearly 500 quid now. Yeah. But off the back of it, mm. some years later, like there's been constant work coming through that person or through that company. Yeah. I've more than made my money back. That yeah. big 500 pound that I spent on that one weekend... I'm not really worried about it. Yeah. I don't exactly. think about it. I think yeah. about all the work and the people that I've met on the way who have, like, great opportunities beget get more opportunities. Yeah. Do you exactly. know what I mean? And that's how you have to look at it. Yeah. It's an investment, not a spend. Mm. You're not giving up. You're not holding out for the big check. Yeah. You're accepting the opportunities kind of thing. Yeah. But yeah. Um, I think, and obviously that conversation changes as you get up the ladder. Mm-hmm. If I now become a headline mm. act, yeah. I'm not doing nothing for free. Yeah, exactly. Do you know what I mean? Like, because yeah. you know yeah. my worth. Yeah, I know my worth. So pay up. So you, do you yeah. know what I mean? If you can't afford it, then that's just how it is. Because other yeah. people can. No. So exactly. yeah, I think, and I think you learn that when you go through and you, when you go through life or your profession or whatever it is or your craft, and you start valuing how much time it takes and how much effort it takes, and if, the longer you've been in the game the more your time is going to be worth. But then you have to look at the industry that you're going into or the room that you're going into and be like, right. I know I'm a big dog, say like in the night scene in Edinburgh. Yeah. I know what my worth is. I know my wages are worth. Yeah. Yeah. Can I really demand the same from London? Mm. I might just have to do a few cheaper ones, get my foot in the door and then... Do you know what and I mean? Then you can... Yeah, yeah. yeah. But so it's all just understanding the game, I guess. What do you feel
1: the the outcome for these... What's your ideal outcome for these creatives who boycotted
0: TikTok? T- TikTok users.
1: Mm. They've not boycotted well, it. Specifically, the
0: ones who just said... Oh, did, did they not stop? No, so they're not boycotted. They've gone to strike. All oh, right, the strike. Okay. So it's not so much uh, we're cancelling TikTok. Okay. So that's just daft. That's, mm. that's what Monique tried to do with Netflix. And look how that turned out. Oof painful exactly mm. and then the other day they've uploaded a video uh, one of her films the worst film I've ever seen in my uh. life I didn't even get 20 minutes into it I said this is trash uh. I'm gonna waste my time. anyway um, so they strike so they've got on strike now I don't know what they stand to gain out of it but I know what it's done mm. I can see that there's this kind of shift in oh shit yeah we kind of need black people we need to learn to appreciate them more and I get it, but at the same time, I'm like, is it narcissistic of a race to own dancing and say that we are the, the reasons why you look create all these trends? But do you know? What? Or is it just listen? Yeah. Just know that it's not white people creating this shit. Yeah, but because I think I think and I think that might just come from the bitterness of like whitewashing the 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 sheer whitewashing that happens in in life in general. Yeah. Like Jesus Christ. Yeah. Like <laughs> you're not telling me that
1: guy's got blonde hair, blue eyes. It's impossible. Do you know what? There's so many instances of, um, you know, historic, especially in America, historic, you know, events where um, they've, you know, they've replaced someone who blatantly was, you know, a person of color. Um, and it just a white them out. But it makes me wonder, like, it goes without saying. The recognition and the fact that everyone knows who started these dances or, like, a lot of them is kind of leading obvious, and it goes without saying. Like, if I see a trend, then I know what ethnic group is responsible.
0: Boston challenge was not created by a white person. So,
1: <laughs> I do you what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Me so, at the end of the day, I kind of feel like you know these things like continually coming up, like the the constant like black versus white uh, narrative. Uh-huh. That like no matter what aspect of life right now, we just get hit with it in the newspaper yesterday. They had an article Wait, saying are you um, newspapers. Yes, still I read the paper every day. The physical, physical paper. Paper.
0: I are have you one of these, man.
1: <coughs> yeah, <laughs> the <laughs> so broadsheets. My, my morning, my morning ritual is a coffee and the news. Where so do you get it from? where, where I don't have a physical newspaper, I make it a point as part of my day on my way to work. Now shout out my employer because my first hour in their office is me. Reading a newspaper a and drinking coffee. So...
0: Where do you get it from? i it from a shop, bro. I've not seen a... New- on I my drive... I my- say I've not seen it. I don't mm. look for them. Okay. On my drive to Graft, I stop
1: and I buy a paper. Is there a particular spot you stop at? Yeah. petrol station. Okay, yeah. That so makes- sometimes I'm getting a latte for my drive. Bear in mind, my drive is 45 minutes. Yeah. So the same hot drink that I'm on my way there, sometimes... You know, I'll get a, a paper. If not, obviously, I'll read articles online. Yeah, yeah People yeah. are sharing some wash rag outlets, news outlets online, and their sensational headlines. But one of the writers was saying that okay, um, the the term white privilege has led to a generation of our kids here in Britain uh, being forgotten. Uh, because of the guilt associated with something they can't control they are totally ignored so i was like okay so you're going to you're going to you're going to ignore the fact that what the government in this country has done like over a number of years uh, to all children yep. you know not just white to children to all
0: children of a certain class
1: yes exactly so you're going to take out the class argument and you're just gonna use okay, uh, what's an easy scapegoat? Oh, people are running with white
0: privilege as a thing. So it's like okay, turn no. around and be like, oh, there isn't such white people. You can't tell people like the impoverished kids from South Wales that they're not they've got white privilege. Mm. And my argument is, yes, I can. Yeah. But yeah. I'll let you finish and then I'll tell you so, exactly why I can say that.
1: So there was actually a, I had a, a discussion about this and I didn't know that I was gonna, you know, discuss it on uh, uh on the pod, but part of my discussion with a friend of mine online. Um, So this is a Twitter user. He saved this tweet. Um, One Twitter user was saying, okay, when people say white working class, they either mean white and are trying to obscure the social power of that position through the implicit association with poverty, or they mean working class, quote unquote, in which case they shouldn't be excluding people who aren't white. Both are racist." Then a retweet from one black brother from London, I guess. Um, just because it says LDN. I don't know what else that stands oh, really right, stand yeah, for, yeah. but it must, must be London. <laughs> or it's a some football team I've never heard of. Anyway, <laughs> after a decade of cutting school funding, youth services, and welfare support, the same government now tell you your children are struggling because there's too much talk about white privilege. What, <laughs> what they're really saying is we think you are stupid enough to believe this. Stop trying to divide us. Yep. <laughs> Hit the nail on the head, and I was yep. like, you know what? Nothing more needs to be said. And when I see newspapers running with this kind of, especially like the blood in the water was when BLM, you know, kicked off. Uh, and then the way that some people made this mad concoction of woke, BLM, Meghan Markle. <laughs> and I was just like, whenever I see... Newspapers say the Wokeness Brigade. Straight yeah. away, I chuckle before
0: I even. You just read. know that that's just, they just. We've spoken about this on one of the first podca- the first episodes of the pod. Mm. It was um, people using uh, zeitgeist words, yeah, trend words to, yeah. you know, help back their argument. I'm just like, you've just made up terms for your foolishness. Yeah, exactly. So, so yeah, and I completely, and I completely get what that tweet was about. It was just like saying, no, 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 no. This has been, A, this has been happening for decades. Mm. Just now you're starting to see that how it's affected your people. Yeah. When we were saying that it was a problem, you didn't want to hear it. Mm. But now you've seen that it's affecting you. So yeah. this isn't about black and white. Yeah. This is about class. Yeah. So what's happened is the government has fooled you. It's the same thing that happened in America, but I'll, I'll, I'll draw a thingy. So what happens is the government fooled you into thinking that there's a class beneath you. So you are gonna benefit from what, we're, what, what implements we're putting in to keep them beneath you. Mm. So don't worry, you're one of us. Mm. All the time, yeah. you were never one of them. Mm. It's just they know how to keep you happy yeah. by telling you that you're not at the bottom of the ladder. Mm. So this is what I was saying about America, right? When the English came over and be- effectively colonized parts of America and yeah. eventually all of it, um, what they did is they brought um, prisoners from Ireland over mm-hmm. and they let them settle and do whatever. Then they brought, then they realized there's way too much land here for just the English and the Irish to, pop, um, to populate and do well off of it. We need more. Mm-hmm. In comes the slave trade and shadow slavery and all the rest of it. But what they did was they told the Irish prisoners, here what, we can't control these people. So we're gonna give you a piece of land, a home for your family. Your, um, what's it called, prisoner status has been revoked, but what you have to do is you now have to work for us. Mm. These people are beneath you. So what they did now is they, they let this class of people do their dirty work mm. so they can run the country and manipulate people as it was. And the only way they were able to do that is by giving those Irish people, those prisoners or whatever, domain over another group of people. Yeah. And that's exactly what the government have done here. What they've done is they've said to all these working class white people, people that uh, white people that earn under a certain amount of money, you know, maybe just above the poverty line, but you know, below middle class, maybe don't own their own house. Yeah, and have said, oh, you see these foreigners? Mm. They're the ones taking your jobs, you know." Mm. To watch out for them foreigners. They're, they're the ones that are grooming your children. Mm. You see how he's able to open up. A, a, why? Why do they have all the corner shops in your area, and there's not owned by any white people? Mm. It's their fault, you know. They've come yeah. over and they've just abused the system. So now you've got a whole class of white people that are going to vote for you because you said I'm going to get rid of them. Mm. That's how that works. Yeah. My other point, though, which is a bit easier to digest. Imagine. You're, imagine a, the, mentality, the mentality of somebody, right, who can, who can only see disadvantage from an economical point of view. We don't have white privilege. We're poor. Hmm. These times, black people are just looking at it. Well, yeah, but that's not the full extent of have being privileged. Yeah. You won't, it's you privilege, won't walk out your door and get shot in the street like a dog. It's privilege... Mm. that that's the only thing you have to worry about yeah yeah you see what i mean you don't mm. get your kids don't get stopped in search for no reason mm. when you walk into a into a shop the security guard aren't following your children yeah when something goes missing or something bad happens in the media mm. and in, in 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 the world sorry the media don't tarnish your race and religion yeah. no 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 when white people do something bad it's mental health issue mm. when black or brown or asian people do something bad yeah. it's terrorists it's thug. Yeah. It's gangster. It's gang-related. Mm. But apparently, a group of white kids who shut up a school. There's no gang involved. Yeah. You see what I mean? We've so seen the, the, time fact, and time the fact, like, the they sit, they yeah. they only see privilege when the money is when it's a when it's a numbers game when it's a monetary game when it's like oh they can't afford to feed their family so how do they have white privilege? Yeah. Well, because they still get all the other benefits that come with being white. Whereas you can't see all the disadvantages that we have just being black. The, let's, even if we have money, mm-hmm. there's still disadvantages. Yeah. So the fact that you can't see that tells me that you are being, being um, shielded by white privilege. Mm-hmm. You can't even see all the other disadvantages. You don't even see your white privilege. Your, white, your privilege is only existing in an economical stance. Yeah. So yeah. that tells me there's a lot of people that don't understand what we mean by white privilege or what privilege means. Yeah, there's so much to it that I, I feel that like the the way
1: the term's been banded about um you know people will will, will twist it and uh-huh. y- every, any word really, you know, um even a specific like group of people or whatever it may be, um they'll take where where necessary, like for them and where convenient, they will take it and they will just attach it to, you know, maybe confuse in terms of like this, this the, the, the mass populace of people who their first introduction to this term is uh, they don't quite know what it means. You know, so say, for example, when, when as a phrase, white privilege mm-hmm. was was coined. And then people were like, there's people who know nail on the head exactly what is being got at when that's said. But then straight away, it's like, oh, let's just muddy the waters here um, in terms of, you know, there's people who know what it is, there's people who don't know what it is. But at the end of the day, uh, those who don't care to look into it and truly understand, let's use it as a scapegoat for this, oh, a generation of... So straight away, you're getting someone who's opening the paper and being like, oh, hold on, I agree with that. Generation of lost kids, our kids, our kids are being affected badly. Uh, white privileged. oh, yeah, that's exactly it. So then that view that someone's just conjured up, do you know what I mean? The same way when, um, you know, the whole uh, Black Lives Matter as a terrorist organization and all mm-hmm. this sort of thing, the same way people who hadn't taken the time in their day-to-day lives, like they, their setup is, they get up, they go work for the next meal, for the next week, for the next month. So whatever information you feed them, they're not thinking about the history and what leads to certain mm-hmm. phrases even coming up. They're just thinking at their day-to-day. And the same people who are giving them drip feeding their little bits to be able to get to next month, next week, are the same people who feed them this drivel. Where it's like, ooh, yeah, this phase, phrase whoever brought out this phase.
0: And sometimes there's huge campaigns behind And they're like, hurting your kids. like. I'll ask you a question. It might not not work well with you you because you didn't didn't grow up fully in this country, but Mm -hmm. do you remember the term, when the term urban music was first introduced? Yes. What did you call it before that? So, um, that time
1: I was very specific about exactly what it was. So if it was rap, it was rap to me. If it was as an an overall... um, but instead of the term "urban," instead of the, the term over, "urban" as a as a catchall, to be honest, wrongfully, I just I didn't even call it black music. I started consciously
0: calling it black music. So I I called it black music. That okay. was just what I, like I just because every time I heard hip hop and R and B, it was yeah. always black people. Mm. So I just used to grow up calling it black music. Okay. So for me, and I was like. This is when I was a child. Yeah. So I don't know the connotations and the history behind calling some black or white or having mm-hmm. a colour. I'm just like, oh, it's music by black people. Yeah. That's, and when I hear pop music it's always by white people. Mm-hmm. You get the odd black person, but for predominantly, the, but as I got older, you can tell that they were just token. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um... Rock and roll. That's white people music. Mm. That's not not white people music, that's white music. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like all like I'm talking about rock and roll, like indie music and all the rest of it. Like what okay. we had growing up in like the late eighties and the nineties and stuff. Mm. I was like, I was just calling Shout it by nickel <laughs> I was just <laughs> caught blurring them <laughs> You know what I mean? I was just calling it by the identity that I saw the members of the band or the artists was. Yeah. Then something happened at some point and I just started calling it urban music because I used to hear it all the time. I'm like, Mm. why do I call it urban? Yeah. As I'm older, I'm starting to think that maybe that was an example of whitewashing it or taking away the race. Mm. But I'm thinking to myself, and I am on the fence about this because I don't really know, but part of me is like, okay, let's take it away from it being, you know, um, one culture that makes this music or a, a you know a certain demographic of of race that makes this music because as we can see white people also make r&b we now have white rappers very predominant rappers you know eminem was on a five for five the other day there yeah one of the in my opinion one of the greatest rappers mm-hmm. and even to this day you've got guys like h and rd and do you know what i mean yeah i mean your favorite rapper vanilla ice then man there. No, easy. No, but now, do you get what I mean? So I was like, on one hand, I was like, okay, cool. Is it fair to call it black music if they've got white people actually doing this thing and doing it properly, doing it service? Mm-hmm. But then the other hand is like, nah, I haven't seen this trend before, and it's an attempt to wash out, to whitewash stuff. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah, like we might not see it now because there's, you know, only a handful a small percentage of white artists doing quote-unquote black music or urban music compared to the absolute, like 95% of it's black. 95% of our scene is black, right? Yeah. But they had to start somewhere. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I draw back to it again. My biggest thing, my biggest like kind of like case study on this is Jesus Christ. Mm. Who the hell? It was, cl- it was a clear marketing and strategical move to paint Jesus as a white man. Mm. When you look at the geography, yeah. even the fact, right? <laughs> even the fact of where he spent most of his life, mm-hmm. this brother is not going to be pale of skin. He's yeah. at least going to have a tan. Yeah. How have you not painted this man with a tan? This guy looks like white, the the furthest thing from black. Yeah, White Anglo-Saxon. Mm. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So that's where, and I'm always like, and I think that's part of like, generational and hereditary black trauma mm-hmm. is when you when we have something, when we create something, we feel the need to hold on to it and almost just tell everyone, Oh, black people did this, black people invented this, black people created this. Yeah. Because we've seen what happens when we just relax about stuff like that. Yeah. When we relax and let other cultures do our t- like enjoy our culture, yeah. all of a sudden we wake up one morning and Kim Kardashian is the inventor of braids. Uh, yeah. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. So uh, I'm sorry to cut you off. No, thing. go go. I'm,
1: that's my this, point. <laughs> this this is um. I think as as black people, my personal view on any time where we feel that we've been shortchanged and someone is taking uh credit uh-huh. for something created, you know, by black people in terms of all the different inventions in terms of um, science and this is the thing that I always ask who who is the person telling the story? Now, a lot of the the Hollywood and the media houses making a lot of these documentaries or or films on science, pop culture, whatever. Um, A lot of times, like we've let ourselves down because we don't have enough black people in positions where it's like, right, you are leading this documentary on the beginnings of rock and roll music where you can write all the wrongs. A lot of people think that it was made by white people, Mm -hmm. but you can show the world that that, that, that is wrong. Chuck Berry is the originator of this music today, which we call big, big rock and roll, you know, but a lot of people don't know that. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, like, Actually, I've mentioned it on this podcast before, you know, uh, popular films like Back to the Future, mm-hmm. where they have the scene where Marty McFly uh, you know, they're reenacting the discovery of rock and roll. Yeah, and yeah, it's, yeah. it's a bunch of white guys in the band. And it's just like, okay, so are you going to acknowledge yeah. that it was Chuck Berry? Or, and at the same time, I'm just like, okay, Motown as well. A lot of inventions as well where it's just gone under the radar. You know, for some reason, a lot of lesser inventions. Seem to be so like it's ingrained in. We, I learned these names at school. So and so invented this, so and so invented the TV, so and so invented that. Do you know what I mean? But then I'm just like, okay, so you're telling me like this other creation, which has more of a bearing on I know that's a popular thing, TVs are everywhere, but this invention that's got more of a bearing on like the medical field and life as we know it that was invented by a black woman, and yet that seems to be hush. Hush, hush. Mm. Um, Well, there's there's a few actually. One was was, I think something to do with. I need to look it up so I'm not misquoted. But this is this is the crazy thing. So who's telling the story? And in this day and age, where the barrier to entry is lower in terms of documentary filmmakers,
0: uh, sometimes because people people can put it on like YouTube on their own and stuff like that. And okay, so what do you mean?
1: Not just YouTube. I'm talking. Think about all the the black uh, people in the entertainment industry who own TV networks, who own like say for example, Uh, um, did he owns Revolut, right? Do you know how flipping big Revolut is? I didn't realise until well, like... Either, is, he a, is he the sole owner or is he like a partner? As it? with a lot of these things, he's not the sole owner. you would be a partner. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, So, so true, as that's with even old with, old with old the old big old. studios in Hollywood, oh. barely, rarely are they like sole ownership. Do you know what I mean? That's Tyler true. Perry, yeah, that's true. he's got a big film studio it's that, that eclipses like the size of a lot of Hollywood. Is this thing called Georgia? I,
0: I'm, I'm not sure what the name is. Because I see that a lot and it's always on certain films and I'm like, is that... I need to Google it. I've never actually Googled too much into Taiwan. Yeah, so those studios got, and his got production. Oprah, company. Tyler Perry, production yeah. wise, you've got like Kevin Hart. Yeah. Um, even UK wise, you've got Man Like Rackman. Yeah. Like yeah. this is what, and this is again, I mean, our scene's a lot smaller and it's, it's a lot newer in terms of like having black storytellers. Yeah. I think that's the kind of where, where you're going with that one is who's, like you said, who's telling the story. Yeah. So. When Jordan Peel writes a story about white people um, harvesting black people and black talent and all the rest of it, yeah it 's like, oh shit we 've never heard this side of the story before. Mm. We all kind of know like black people we know yeah. it 's a thing, yeah, not literally in in the way Get Out was made, mm. but we all know that you know there 's a lot of cultural appropriation from black people from black people 's culture. To white people's culture yeah. and that was more of a, a physical manifestation of what happens i guess that's what mm. i took from that's one of the things i took from that film yeah um but he was able to tell that because he understands it from maybe from a personal experience yeah precisely yeah so again who who is telling, who's story? telling the story yeah. so this is Perfect. the crazy thing about this like
1: i i see John the most Peter, recent yes. one that hit hit me was when uh, obviously veganism has gained Incredible popularity
0: of Let me late. tell you something, that is an original African diet. So, exactly. You go to Rastafarian, like Jamaica, Exactly. Go to yeah. Ethiopia. Anywhere in Ethiopia. And they'll show you. And they're not on this whole meat alternative nonsense. They yeah. just don't eat meat. Yeah. It's very simple. Yeah. So, we hold a chickpeas, a, a sweet potato, a yam, a plantain, and all exactly. those so, avocado things that grow from the tree, the bush, the ground. Yeah. They're not out here making corn. Yeah. Making false. So, this is the thing again where
1: it's like, okay, so. You need to understand that all of these, even when it comes to to, to veganism, food, uh, African food, Mm. uh, when it comes to even uh, fashion, hairstyles, black Uh hairstyles particularly, Uh you know, seeing uh, an influencer in America
0: box braids. Blood. I remember certain black girls in my school, Mm -hmm. more primary school, because by the time we got to high school, but more primary school, certain black girls would come in with their hair like had weave in it because maybe they were a wedding or whatever or they yeah. would have their hair done in a certain way the braids and maybe the box braids or whatever Yeah. certain white girls are laughing at them mm. now, yeah. now fast forward 20 years yeah. now white girls are getting weave and clipper and they don't even know that back in the day your your mother yeah. your white mother was probably your father was probably making fun of a girl Mm. for having hair like that yeah these exactly. times you're out right here willy nilly ah yeah. I got my hair done I'm getting my weave done when I started seeing white girls have a weave I said oh is, is it acceptable now mm. I just yeah. looked at it I said oh all this time you've been, like, I've been hearing black girls get made fun of I'm mm. yeah. um, like do you know what I mean yeah and like getting their hair cut a certain way and all the rest of it now you one want to, now you want to do it it's acceptable yeah funny that it's, it's big, big bums long neck blood I can't tell you, the only women I used to see having colourful nails, long nails, all of that, acrylics and all the rest of it, were black women. Yeah. only people I used to see it. Like, it was too ghetto Mm. for white women. Yeah. Now, do you find me a Mm. girl in a nightclub setting or in them areas that doesn't have her nails done that way? Yeah, true saying. Find me one. I'll go on Instagram right now. I'll be hard pushed. And Mm. if you do, it's because she's in between treatments. Yeah, yeah. And she's giving her nails a rest. It's, arrest. it's I'm telling you, man. It's one
1: of these things where I I feel like, and that's one generation.
0: Yeah, the the
1: the thing that that pisses me off in terms of, um I mean, a lot of times we as black people we will we will highlight it and complain about it, but I'm like, okay, we have the power to be the storytellers of our own narrative. Uh-huh. Therefore. Um, And there are people who are doing this in a big way. Like, Mm -hmm. things have really changed, and it's, like, great. But at the same time, it's like, okay, so those complainers and everyone who's saying, like, yeah, but, like, I want my credit because, you know, it's it's a black people thing, blah, blah. And it's just, like, okay, maybe less complaining and maybe more just correcting people and being, like, okay, uh, I have made an iconic film, you know, there's, there's certain people who will make a documentary that no one will watch where they're just setting things straight and being like, oh, this person was a black person, that person was a black person, that person. I was just like, no, but if you make it palatable to this generation, if you make it a dope ass film, but within there, you weave in some hard facts that make people be like, oh word, that was a black person?
0: I think that's. Do you I, mean? think, I think that's part of our healing process is understanding how to subtly tell your story mm. without making it overbearing and yeah. garish. Because i tell you this much. If you walk into a room with white friends, peers, whatever, right? Colleagues, mm. um, you know, and you start... And as a black person, you start talking about slavery. Mm. All of their sphincters are gone. Yeah. You just became... The, and the force, angry black dude in exactly, the room. Exactly. And you haven't even said anything. You'd be like, okay, so... Oh, what you been up to? Oh, I was actually reading a book on slavery earlier. Mm. Oh, I watched Roots. Mm. These white people have been like, oh, are we Are we about to get shouted at here? Are uh, we about to I feel some white lecture? Yeah, um, we're gonna get lectured. Are we is this yeah. is this one of those encounters now? Yeah. And already part of their receptiveness has just clear. it's just like nah we're not doing this today mm. they might be they might physically be there but in their mind they're probably thinking a whole bunch of shit that's stopping them from actually digesting the information yeah whereas if you come in the room hey everybody da, 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 how you doing how's your day what have you been up to da, da. you start taking an interest in other people you sit down and say, oh like what have you been getting up to yeah. oh well funnily enough before i came out i stumbled across this you know this article or this film or whatever and it was just discussing about you know slavery and stuff like that but you know we can maybe talk about that another day. Mm. A lot of people will be like, oh, well, that's quite interesting, actually. What, what was it? And start making the Now you're roping them in. Yeah. And by the end of that conversation, you've told them everything that you want them to know. Yeah. And Or you've at least opened up a dialogue or a discussion and you've intrigued them. And it's like, oh, you didn't have to come in there guns blazing talking about white people are like this and white people are like that and black yeah. people were so hard done by. And it's like yeah. sometimes you need to just massage slowly into it. Like yeah. Like groom them a little bit. Mm. Do you remember the Channel 4 character, the militant black guy?
1: No. He used to be on like phone jacker and all that. No. Um them times where you used to have like a black beret, black glasses. And he used to just basically. Well, like a Black Panther type joke. Yeah, yeah. And oh, he right. was doing exactly what you say, where, like, covenant what you say. The
0: white man, he, <laughs> that, that kind of shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was, but you see that in all those films. It like, was extreme, but yeah, that shows you how off Putney can be. It can be, be I mean, definitely. But if you just have a conversation and just weave it in there, like you said, be subtle with it. Because mm-hmm. let me tell you this whitewashing wasn't done by telling people white people. Well, actually, no, that's not true. But the mm-hmm. systemic. Yeah white superiority thing mm-hmm. happened very slowly very subtly over many generations and many different avenues it was yeah. education it was music it was art it was theater it was pictures it was during the renaissance do you know what i mean it yeah. was like all of these eras were like oh well if you're going to put that out in this era just make that person a two shades two shades lighter yeah. you know like maybe move the drum and replace it with a ukulele that gets it more of a European thing like, can we make that person's nose straighter how about you put a bit more blue in that person's like do you know mm-hmm. what I mean it was yeah. very subtle it wasn't a By just design. make all white people like like the last supper yeah blood not everyone in there has blonde hair blue eyes because they knew if they did that they'd be like mm. yeah it'd be too far <laughs> some man have got curly hair some man I got dark hair some man are a little bit darker than the rest of them mm. do you know what I mean so yeah. it's like you have to man s- like Jerome in the corner over there, I I mean? life. <laughs> dreadlock Tyrone,
1: <laughs> Babatunde, <I don't> alive. <laughs> but this is the man thing, you know. In the Bible, it, it says in very plain words, like Jesus' hair was the texture of wool, like wool. Yeah. So it's sure. like, I don't know. No, white how, what translation, Javi? Like, you know mean? like who picked that up and thought, I know what it'll be. It'll be woven wool, long blonde hair. Yeah. <laughs> In a, what in a man bun? Yes, man bun, blue eyes, mm. it'll be straight.
0: Yes, so yeah, it's uh, the whitest of washes does 90 degree, and this is the thing as well like
1: fabric softener. Yeah, but <laughs> you see, when I whenever I talk on this topic, like there's been times where I've talked and it's been like quite heated and passionate about it, but. You know, that used to be, my old attitude to it, we used to be trying to trailblaze and being like, must right the wrongs, you must know. And, mm. do you know what I mean? But now my view is kind of like, okay, we're doing some great efforts in correcting that for future generations at the moment. There's been a lot of films and a lot of documentaries mm. and a lot of things in popular, even music, pop culture, bro. There's a lot of things done that have been very taking us closer to where we need to be, Mm -hmm. not alienating any specific group Mm -hmm. of people and being like, ah, black people, we are going to prove that we know it was just very much a thing of like all-inclusive, all-ethnic groups, come on in, we about to tell you a story. We about to show you something, whether it be through a music video, whether it be through whatever. But our messages get diluted sometimes because Mm -hmm. of a number of factors. One of them that I'm really passionate and really kind of angry about is Um, some of the most popular artists in uh, black music at the moment, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, hip hop, whatever. Um, I watched a video the other day. Um, I follow a lot of pages where it's like behind the scenes, director of photography for for directors of music videos. Um, uh, A very like notable um, uh, director of photography had... Uh, mounted and strapped his camera POV onto Megan the Stallion's bum as oh, she was that. twerking. Was it actually Megan the Stallion though?
0: Yeah, that was her twerking. Oh right, I thought it was just like a dancer. All oh,
1: right, okay. I, I just I, like to be honest, I don't know her. He's too like tough, jiggling, so might... he's yeah, he's up. jiggling back there, and I'm just like, okay, so for whatever bit of like knowledge and common sense we're putting out there, you can flip your one channel away at all times from seeing someone. Take us back 40 years. Yeah. Twer- like, And this is the thing. Her body, she can do what she wants with it. I'm not judging her and saying, oh, twerking is bad, blah, blah. Yo, I'm not that guy who's going to be like, this is demon. But what I am going to say is that, like, in terms of having these discussions of, like, I call right, cool. this is us, presentation, black people. This is us in the past. This is what we bring to the table now. And this is us going into the future. Like, at no part in my telling of that story do I want to include these cheeks, po- POV cheeks in the camera. I don't know. I do think, you know what I mean?
0: I think... I, it's, it's not part of the, the story. Thing, For the thing... Do, you know do you know what? It's not I, it. It ain't it. Okay, so I hear what you're saying, but consider this. Mm. It's seen as ratchet now. Yeah. But... Don't our aunties do the same thing at like family gatherings? Yeah, but that they
1: the way that they do it is not in a bro. When she's in yeah, the okay, video, she's in a okay, flip- okay, she's in a thong. It's not sexualized, I, right? Okay. Because they're fully dressed in a okay. floor-length skirt. Yeah, 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 doing yeah, yeah, that yeah, yeah.
0: dance. Do and yeah, okay. do you know what I mean? So I hear what you said. So maybe it's yeah. the Westerns depiction of this dance and not the dance itself. Yeah. The okay. depiction is sexual, sexual, sexual. The, okay, that's the problem. Mm. But that's not limited to us, though. Yeah. Because, like, start. think about, like, how... Um, all right, let me... Let, this has always baffled me, and I would love to ask the a co- woman this. Mm. Sorry, just before you go on. I'd love to ask a woman this. Why did they get shy being in underwear, but mm. not in a bathing suit? Talk thought they'd them. Yeah. I and the, I can't talk because I don't know. I don't know the difference. Uh, like, see if I'm wearing, see if I'm wearing, away. like, see if I walked around my house in just these pair of shorts. Yeah. And someone came in and said, or not even my house, just a house where mm-hmm. I felt comfortable enough to wear the shorts. Mm-hmm. Somebody said, "Oh, can you put a, a shirt on?" I'd be like, "If we were at a swimming pool, you would find it weird if I had a shirt on." Mm-hmm. Like, and I understand the environment calls for certain attire. But my body shouldn't offend you in any circumstance. If I had my actual dick out running down the street and running past the school, Mm. different story. But I'm in the house with adults. Do you know what I mean? If Mm. there are small children around, I'm still wearing shorts. I can guarantee you that a lot of children don't look at half-naked people or people wearing underwear and Mm. think, oh, that's da-da-da. If they're interested, it's because they have questions not because they're thinking lewd thoughts. Mm-hmm. That is an adult thing. That's a lack of innocence thing. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So in my head, I'm like, how does it... Why do we... Why are we so quick to sexualize things that... Like, like... Do you remember... Like, I don't know who it was. I remember when I first encountered this, when David Beckham, there was a picture of him kissing his daughter on the lips mm-hmm. and fucking media went nuts. And I was like, it's his daughter... Like, yeah. what do you think he's actually trying to groom and sexualize his daughter? No, it's his own fucking daughter. Let him mm. kiss her yeah. on her lips. If they both are understanding that's normal in their household, why do you have a problem with it? Mm. Because the outside person is looking at two people kissing on the lips as a sexualized thing. Mm. Truth mm. of the matter is, it's not really. It's about, it's about what both the people think. Yeah. Do you know what yeah. I mean? So it's like, he's, if you genuinely think David Beckham is grooming his children or his mm. daughter that's a different conversation. Yeah. If you don't think that, then you let him kiss his... Do you know what I mean? Mm.
1: So on the point of the underwear versus swimwear thing for women, I think over a number of generations, um, it's been taught to us that underwear is a source of arousal. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Lingerie, the marketing campaigns between Mm -hmm. them, the raunchiness that they put in there. They're not just having someone on a building site wearing lingerie and it's like, buy this lingerie, it's good in all weathers. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, they're not not, not marketing
0: the Bridget Jones joints,
1: exactly. (laughs) They're not marketing the the Nipple and the period pads, exactly. They're not marketing, they're not marketing so. Over a number of generations, what they've taught us and planted in all of our minds, uh-huh. even from the days
0: when underwear didn't look the way that it does today, in like blood. Do you know what I mean? I like, remember I was it must have been about seven or eight. I was on the way to school. I yeah. was on the bus and it was coming over Vauxhall Bridge when I used to live in Vauxhall. I used to go school at primary school in Pimlico, mm-hmm. and I remember the Wonder Wonderbra campaign. Yeah, with the woman. Mm. And she's standing in a little doorway with the wonder bra. And it's obviously pushed up, push up bra, whatever. And the the, the slogan is, hello boys. Mm. If that doesn't tell you a woman wearing a bra, addressing men Mm. on a big flipping Vauxhall Bridge billboard, that is... if. If that isn't sexualization, I don't know what is. So, exactly. and that was the first time I noticed it, and I was a child. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. Even, I couldn't even really process what was going on. I was just mm-hmm. like, "Oh, she's got lovely boobies." I'm a child. Yeah, I ain't even seen titties in real life yet. Yeah, but I'm looking at that, thinking, and "I like it." Exactly. I think to this day, and that's, that's how One they of yeah. the main reasons why I enjoy, I'm more of a boob than an ass man. Yeah, I genuinely Shout think wonder, bruh,
1: <laughs> boy. But, then, but this, this is the thing. So, how the 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 different things that have led to that. Right is um, when we're talking about underwear versus swimwear. Uh-huh. Um, pick any woman. Uh, I'm not. I'm not going to speak for all women. But if you were to ask someone out the number twenty two bus right now, if someone is to take your swimsuit and wave it all about, would you feel versus the if they were to take your underwear? And Swing it all about.
0: Would you be having an issue?
1: Which with that? one would you feel away about? Which one would you be like, huh? Because both are touching
0: your pump pom both yeah. have been in Both yeah. are the same dimensions, the same but dim- one same is underwear. size, one is. So, this if anything, is what we've been you're taught. probably gonna notice the swimwear a bit more because it's of a bright color or whatever. Do you know what Precisely. I mean? Then the lingerie is probably like that could be a handkerchief or a towel or you know what I mean? Yeah. Something yeah. like So, this is, weird. this is the it's thing where. is such a
1: weird marketing, bro. Uh-huh. If slides. Had a sexualization marketing campaign to them, we would think the same way about sandals
0: on our feet. If they sure. had over generations been like, I don't think it's generations, but Like I said to you, yeah. that campaign, that that Wonderbra advert caused mm. a lot of stir. I was seven, big man. Yeah. I was less than two decades ago. Mad. And this In the thing is my one generation. That's not even a whole generation. That's a yeah. half a generation.
1: Yeah. How how um how the tobacco industry made smoking uh <laughs> boom. Is by making it seem cool to housewives Mm. and then to teens. And then to kids. Making it seem... And then to kids. Fuck me. Do you know what I mean? But if they just left that alone, like, bare people right now, like, it wouldn't be normal to walk into a shop and they have behind-the-counter cigarettes. It would be a very niche thing that you'd have to seek out in countries that don't grow tobacco. Yep. Do you know
0: what I mean? Simple as that. But... From they a very ne- early they stage. They knew that they needed to make get everyone on board to make money out of this. Yeah. So they devise a campaign. They lobby for certain political rights and um, they s- sneak them into films. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, the bad those, boy with the those. leather jacket. What's he got yeah. in his hand? Or, or, a cigarette. Or, he's or, on a motorbike. Or, the, or the, <laughs> the really classy woman who walks into an affair. She pulls out a cigarette yeah. and like five men offer her a lighter at the same time. Yeah. Party. That one. There or they go. have it on the stick. Yeah. So that they don't get their lips... Thick, yeah, but whatever. it's still filthy tobacco in there but it's still dutty. yeah exactly yeah. but you you market it and you present it in a certain way Marketing. as of like oh so mm.
1: it's actually cool, but it's so fucking yeah. subtle everything bro the, the lighting in there the music when she walks into the room even the mood like, even she's
0: mysterious even how many mm. times right you, so smoking in real life mm. is not the same as smoking in the movies because yeah. when you're seeing people smoke in the movies one well, puff mm. and the smoke is like ah. Beautiful, it's almost like the ballerina of yeah, smoke just floating yeah. away. Fam, walk into somebody when they're smoking, they taking a hot box. There's smoke all in their face in there. <laughs> but yeah, you see what I'm saying about yeah. this government. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it don't look the same. Yeah. So they're pres- so they're doing, cool. they're doing CGI with the smoke. Yeah. Not even a real cigarette. Ah, oh, yeah, and we'll just put in the sexy smoke. It's probably, like, a vague picture of, like, a woman doing the sexy dance in the smoke and uh, yeah, you're just taking that in subconsciously. Like, that Coca-Cola yeah. bottle thing where they made it shaped like a woman. Yeah! Like, like, you're like, if I drink this, I'm getting hella bitches. Yeah. But you don't know why you think that way. Yeah, you don't Must. know why you're... Yeah. Yeah, you're like, like when they track sell, track. Um, what's it? Supercars. And they have, like, half-naked women drapes onto it. Mm. Obviously, if you ask a man if that car is yeah. going to make him... Uh, Gallus Mm. he's going to say in his conscious mind well it might get me a bit more attention from the girls but it's not really going to do anything in his subconscious he's like the car Mm. equals sexy woman yeah equals happiness yeah equals I look successful equals pum pum galop exactly Mm. and there are some women you drive down the car you drive down you pull up to the Raven I8 they're going to ask questions Mm. because it's like oh not many people have that car you pull up in a in a fresh range or a Lambo they're going to ask questions yeah yeah yeah. But majority of women, probably not. Yeah. So your chances are not in the car. Mm. Your chances of getting a woman aren't in the car. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Your chance yeah. of getting a woman is your own pattern, your own source. Mm. So it's like they sell you these, they're hope dealers, bruv. Yeah. They are hope dealers. They're out here just being like, oh, if you get this, that equates to this. And then you can get that. And then, do you know what I mean? They sell you a chain of things. It's almost like a happiness, a successful man's starter pack. Yeah. You get the car. mm then the woman will come, and you know, what I mean, you could smoke the cigarette out this way. You know, if you do the vape thing or whatever, do you know, yeah. what I mean, it's just like wow, marketing. Yes, yeah. so just what we're doing. One industry
1: that that recently has really just kind of it's it's gone two ways with it, but it's really benefited from that is the the fitness industry. When oh, we're talking about, yeah. when we're talking about underwear versus swimwear. Now, I remember when I started going gym. The girls in the gym were in frumpy house paint tracksuit clothes. bottoms, Tra- tracky bees like the man, name. like loose track-y joints with the three lines on the yeah. side. <laughs> do you know what I mean? And the trainers the Reebok Classic leaning to the Lead side. In. And it's like, Are you big old t shirt? Are you a Ned on tour or are you here yeah. to work out? Like, do you know what I mean? Looking like la- um, uh, Lady Sovereign, <laughs> like in the gym, do you know what I mean? <laughs> but now, fully now all of these and I've seen it with Gymshark I've seen it with a few other brands as well they jumped on it not only are they skin tight obviously maneuverability whatnot, but they actually highlight in a lighter color the cheeks
0: cheeks. and the way that they make them high waisted now high waisted blood high waisted Girl are buying these things just to look like they go gym because they know the leggings give them the shape that they give them let them back off the mm -mm, mm, thing are flying everywhere just like a,
1: a, a, a a thing with a big back will wear those those stripes
0: and oh let the yeah, thing yeah, jiggle yeah 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 jangle, but do you know what I, I found it. I found this happened I found this happened with what was it the jeans that came out and it was the same thing it was like mm. beware of a girl wearing uh, baby fat jeans oh, okay and the whole, apple was, the apple whole and apple,
1: it, was apple like,
0: bottom jeans there was apple bottom yeah. apple bottom yeah all of that yeah, yeah. and they were like. Beware of these jeans, girls in these jeans, because you'll think she has a, a dope cheeks, dope mm. cheeks, right? Yeah. But then when you get her home, she takes yeah. it off, it's looking like Aunt Mavis under there. Oh. Do you know what I mean? Because the jeans <laughs> are doing <laughs> structural, mm. architectural integrity. Yeah. Lip, tuck, nip, tweak. Li- literally. Push, engineering at its finest, right? <laughs> yeah. Contouring the body, making it look all different shape and you that.
1: You can just imagine the designers, like in the, in the design house when they were like sketching. They're all wearing hard, hard hats. hats.
0: Like <laughs> 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 tape measures are coming out. <laughs> Spirit, <laughs> level. Spirit level.
1: <laughs> hey. It's not fashion uh, designers in there. this man who are leaving on the table like this. Yeah.
0: And. <laughs> But yeah, it's it's one of them ones where you're just like, okay, so this is how it's come now. It's like, like we're actually marketing things to make people look better, mm-hmm. but the goal should really be for you to be going in to encourage you to go and do these things, like yeah, and feel our, better. Yeah. yeah. So I actually remember when, um, skins, Under Armour, base layers, and all those things like were a big thing. It was like it must have been about two thousand six. Cause I No, it was just before 2000, maybe 2004, 2005. Because I remember coming to uni and I played basketball and I used to wear the leggings mm. underneath my shorts yeah. and I used to have the sleeveless base layer. Okay. And people, and guys on the team were like, what the fuck are you wearing that for? Mm. They were just putting shirt on raw skin. Yeah. I'm like, okay, cool. But I feel better in this because it compresses the body so that I don't like, do you know what I mean? Mm. I don't like expand too much and I don't, the swelling is reduced during the game. So when I'm, you know what I mean? And I understood the science behind it because Nike made me think compression gear is where it's at. And there is science behind it. Mm. Maybe Nike weren't the best example. Yeah, Maybe they had more money in marketing than science, but Mm. the science behind it was actually they had companies like McDavid. Mm. They were really good at compression gear at the time, but it you could only get that in America. The closest thing I could get was Nike. And then Skins started doing um, international imports. Uh, Do you know what I mean? And now... You go into any sports shop, there's a base layer of some kind, Sonico, um, you know, Umbro, all of these places, all these, um, even these lower brands are doing them. Yeah. Um, and I just thought to myself, wow, now you go to a basketball game, everybody's wearing them. Yeah. They've got the sleeves they got the one leg. they got the, 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 the shorts underneath. You've got the two leg joints. You've got the, the thing here. You've got the padding on the base. And it's just like, wow, marketing did that. Because yeah. I know for a fact half these motherfuckers wearing it don't understand why they're wearing it. Yeah. They're just wearing it because they see their favorite basketball player wearing it or they see their favorite athlete wearing it. Yeah. But they don't understand the science behind it. Yeah. And I'm just like, okay, Bro. marketing is really doing it out here. Bro, just- I-, I was that guy, I'm not going to lie. Alan Iverson had the one. He was on the first one to do it. He did it, it way back in What day. was Sims like <laughs> <laughs> doing? You know Jeremy, I, mean? I no, don't understand. We, no we did why. a foolishness. We were out here with the with the beige um, sprain. You know, you spray, yeah. your hand. Yeah. you spray your leg. We were out here with the long tube. Yeah. The for the real the fabric joint. Not like, even like you it, it just used to wear away slowly the little elastic used to come out. You take it off and your arm looks like a ribbed condom. Yeah.
1: Just just... Like, big man, why what are you doing? You don't need this these not times. Time.
0: You've not just you're, you're warming the bench. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was that's basically my life story, bro.
1: Like just it was it was if 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 ai did it then yeah that's I'm the fashion bit. that I was on bro <laughs> he could have done he could have done something he could have come in on games with a woolly hat I would have started wearing a woolly hat like I was just like
0: look I will follow you to the ends of the earth yeah, they, again though man marketing, These, marketing they, that's they it, find man. icons they get them to do certain things I think Alan Iverson is probably the anti-marketer mm-hmm. have you seen his documentary on Netflix it's on that yet as no, well No. watch it bro it's uh, really really good I encourage anyone who hasn't watched it to watch it it's It's just called Iverson. And it's just a documentary about his life coming up and like different people's opinion of him and how the media painted him at a certain point in his life. And Mm -hmm. do you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to give anything away, not that it's going to be a spoiler. A lot of it, if you know who Alan Iverson is, you'll be able to probably guess this after stuff. But yeah, very controversial person by conventions standard. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? So it's like people thought he was amazing. Yeah. But industries were like, yeah, we can't let this man just do what he wants because mm. people will stop listening to us. Yeah. He is an icon in himself. We need to reel him in. Mm. Do you get it? Yeah. So, but yeah, watch it. Dope. Um, Interesting fact. Do you know
1: that uh, him and the brat were in a relationship at one point? Fuck off. He had her.
0: The braid game must have been sick in that relationship. Yo. Must have been battling braids. <laughs> you are like, yo, but they but, yeah. In that he that had her proper wifey
1: molding his clothes when he was going away. it's that right? Like I him. never knew that. She, she I saw an interview where she spoke about it and she was like, she liked him so much that she was doing like full-on wifey to try and lock him down and be the one who's there for him. Really? And then she was just like, yeah, but it all just fell apart because she was like, he just had too many holes and I couldn't be, yeah, I couldn't be down with that. Like he just... Constantly, And I was just like, I got tired.
0: When was and this? I was just
1: like flipping out. Like, do you know what I mean? I goodness knows, I need to look it up actually and see. I didn't know. I did not know that. We'll I thought I knew enough about it. That sounds like a big interesting thing. Interesting couple. For the, a
0: basketball slash hip hop fan to
1: not know. Yeah, That's man. That's madness. The brat talks relationship with Alan Iverson, her bisexuality, ETC. So, there's, there's receipts.
0: Oh, shit! Um, okay.
1: Uh, yeah, Yeah, I did not know she any did, of that. She did the interview where she talks about it. it's on YouTube uh, or in September 2020. Oh, that's uh, recent. Yeah, it's recent that she dropped the T, but I think they kept it quite
0: hushed when, when they were in the relationship. Right. Yeah. To be fair, what would have been like early... Now, that would have been 90s. Nice. Yeah. Because, and think about it, from the UK's perspective, how much will we know about American celebrities, and mm-hmm. especially in the NBA, like, we didn't get much, much coverage yeah do so you know what I mean like I, I knew who Michael Jordan was I knew who Shaq was yeah so only in my later years they, they weren't household they, they were the only household names from the NBA in the UK mm. after that like when they started showing more games on TV then you understood who Kobe was and um, who else was there like Allen Iverson and do you know what I mean and Vince Carter and them 2000 was really when basketball in the UK changed in terms of like coverage in the NBA and stuff That's when when I noticed it. If you didn't have, like, Sky or whatever, like, where you couldn't just access all the games. Yeah. This is the interesting
1: thing. Like, see uh, NBA uh, uh, coverage in Africa. Yeah. Um, Now, on the major kind of satellite TV channels uh, back home in Africa, the focus was, yeah, it it was on the, you know, the Chicago Bulls era and all that, but they did specific, like, really spectacular coverage on a lot of players who didn't like in the UK Baron Davis. Oh real? Do you know what I mean? And it was just like this is interesting. Like why are there so many spin-offs of so I think certain TV channels which went more in depth than the the NBA paid um network. Right, okay we got access to a lot of those so you learned about a lot of other players who you're just like okay whatever ended up you know happening to him like he was briefly oh he was a big name but you just didn't you're a big name but you're also during the the chicago bulls run yeah (laughs) i mean paul pierce do you know i mean until he started doing adverts and stuff he wasn't hollywood but he was a sick player do you know i mean until he started appearing in movies and stuff but it was like Okay, no one really talks about them, man, but I was like... But that's, yeah, like, from our
0: perspective, like, from well, outside of America. Yeah. Dikembe you, Mutombo, for obvious reasons, if you, were, if you were... Oh, yeah, that's true. If you were in Atlanta, you knew who um, Mutombo was. Yeah. If you were in Minnesota, you knew who Kevin Garnett was. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? KG, this, this is another thing, as a staple in the UK... How many people were riding out being like KG's my favorite player? My cousin was okay. the only one. Oh, okay. My cousin Dean was the only person I knew that like cared about KG because it wasn't mm. flashy. Mm.
1: How, How about, about Vince Move Carter?
0: Hall? Huh? Vince Carter? where a lot of people riding out? Yeah, because when he won the dunk contest, ah, okay. flawlessly. Yeah, you can't you put some respect on that man's mm. name. He's still dunking. He's still doing windmills. Bro,
1: is he not like forty-nine years and he's still no, doing, he's doing, doing, doing that windmill 40.
0: dunk? And he's still it's hanging his hand in the ugh. Yeah blood. He's got bounce, man. <laughs> Bro, that's, that's, at this the, age, that is genetic superiority. Don't
1: hang off your elbow in there because arthritis, uh, all these how old is he? 49, 50? No, he's forty.
0: 40? Forty. Four oh, yeah. Oh. You're getting not God. fifty in the NBA. Crazy. I thought. The oldest right. man to ever He was play. older. No, the oldest man to ever play in the NBA is forty-five. But that was like years ago. Okay, I thought that it was, was like before 49. black people were allowed to play. <laughs> do you know what I mean they have to run man into the ground 45 years old come on you're starting you've got a championship game to play and
1: afterwards you gonna collect all the towels and do this damn lunch
0: and go to your job (laughs) exactly because you're not getting paid to play
1: everything out here Um, black lives ain't mattering yet. <laughs>
0: yeah. Big. <laughs> or oh, working class Irish motherfucker. You may get exactly. out of court. The Boston Celtics need you. Okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> a man is attracted to your passion, not how much money you're earning. What are you saying? Do you, do First you, and you, foremost... Do you care how much a woman owns? No. But let me
1: ask this. Uh-huh. This is something I've heard time and time again be said the other way around. You know uh, the woman's view on how much a guy's earning, and how different women will approach it differently. Some women will seek out a man who's a high earner um, and not care about his passion for what he does. Mm. You know, some women are the opposite; they won't care how much a man earns. They will are looking for the guy who's just really driven, and and maybe even you know, money is very secondary to him. It's mm-hmm. it's, it's purpose, join mm-hmm. So I've heard that so much about guys, yeah. but this is interesting that someone's saying it about the other way around about women saying like a guy doesn't care how much because not once has anyone ever even suggested that was a discussion
0: do you know, what I, find, do, do you know what I find um they seem to think they know what men like okay men do try to find out from women mm-hmm. what women want mm. and women are very vocal about what they want especially now more than ever yeah but women don't ever ask men what men want. They ask their brethren. They ask their female friends. Mm. They ask their mum, their auntie, their cousin, their female cousin, or whatever. And it's like if you actually asked men what we like, yeah, I guarantee women would be shocked to find out that they are doing too much to get man. Mm. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like I feel, I feel like women complicate this whole dating thing because yeah. they think they assume what men want and then. They either do it and then when they don't get the man, they get mad about it, Mm -hmm. or they get like they feel some type of way about it. Or they hear what men want and think, nah, I don't want to do that, so men shit. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, you don't want any of that. Do you know what? What do you value in a relationship more than anything else? Uh Uh, just maybe, maybe really. I don't actually know.
1: What do I okay? What do I value? What what are we talking about in terms of a new relationship? Searching for a partner Just or any, being in it?
0: Because like, um, this question. Oh, okay, about. yeah, that's a very valid point. Okay, so when you're when you when. Imagine right. Imagine you're single and you're looking to date mm-hmm. for the sake for, for getting into a relationship. So you're mm-hmm. not just out here trying to fling dick on anything. Like you're actually like, Do you know what? Mm-hmm. I kind of want to be in a relationship. Yeah. I'm at that stage now where I want to share my life with somebody. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not gonna expect to get married to this person straight away or like, but you know, it might. Like, I'm I'm dating with the purpose. Mm-hmm. Do you know with what I mean? Intent. Yeah. What's your kind of like? What are your things that you look for in a partner? Okay.
1: Above all else, uh I would say uh will being with that person be a peaceful existence or will it be stress that will make me age beyond my years? That is exactly
0: right? my answer. I yeah. said uh, my first my first thing is peace. Mm. Peace above anything else. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. and whether that means you don't give me stress? Mm. Or if that means you relieve me of my stress. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And that can come in many different forms. If I've got a hundred things I've done in the day and I have to come home and prepare dinner and tidy the yard. Yeah. You might not be able to help with the things that I've got going on in my day, like at work or whatever. But if you can Mm -hmm. and you clean the yard and make the dinner, you've relieved me of stress. Yeah. So now you've made my existence more peaceful. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Or you just don't bring stress to my door. So don't complain at me because I've double tapped a girl's photo. Mm. Don't make noise at me because I'm out with the boys or I'm working late or I... Do you know what I mean? Sometimes yeah. I might not be able to spend time with you. Please understand yeah. that this is my lifestyle. This mm. is what I'm doing. This maybe what I'm working. And this is why I'm out of the house or I'm not with you. Or I'm not spending as much time with you. Yeah. Don't then put that stress on me. Do you know what I mean? So that's my... Yeah, I'm glad you brought up peace. Mm. Yeah. Does that work? That's yeah.
1: It's, it's it's There's so much value to be put on that. Uh, secondly, um, I would say uh, I, I'm really family orientated, so mm. I I always consider how will they gel with with my you know family. Because right, okay. the worst one of the worst scenarios that I think, um, which would lead to an early split, like no matter how much I like the person they don't get on with my family. Yeah, uh, they will have to interact a, with them regularly. That's a difficult one And thing. then if that now means that I interact with my family less, uh, yeah, without, very easily, I'll just cut them off. Do you know what I mean? Love it's it, not it. even a thing of like how much I like them or blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to jeopardize like <laughs> Your my family relationship have, yeah, nah, over someone who's just walked into my life. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So that's, that's, another, that's another big point for me. Um, third and final... Um, I'll probably say um, I personally, like someone who can really know what they're riding for in terms of purpose and not just a popular thing that a lot of other people are riding for. Mm -hmm. You know, anyone can tell you, oh, I'm really driven, I'm really motivated, I'm really surface level. Anyone can say those words. But it's when they actually show you that they've got something that they are living and breathing for. Mm. Other than keeping up with trends that are going on. Something that's going to like someone who can say to you with conviction that, hey, um, I'm on a path because I want to change the world in a way. Um, mm. There's this group of people who I feel are underprivileged and need my help. And that's my mission in life. Whether uh, I have to do this um and jeopardize a lot of other opportunities that come my way, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but that's what makes me tick and that's what I'm passionate about. That kind of spark is the kind of things like, that's great. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Because a lot of time you could be faced with someone who, when they weren't given a choice, do you know what I mean? And choices do come by in life where you can keep pursuing this thing you've devoted your life to. And if you're really with conviction, if you're staunch and you're about that, no amount of fancy toys and distractions and TikTok trends and um hot girl summers can distract you from that. I mean, hot you hot are on is that.
0: Pretty distracting, but actually, yeah, I mean, <laughs> no. But you're on sometime that. Sometimes you know hot mean? girl
1: summer, but not sometimes. Not but all the yeah, not all the time. Not not <laughs> not, hot girl je- not jeopardizing <laughs> your life purpose. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And that's the problem. Like sometimes it's like someone who's easily distracted. Uh, no matter, there's a lot of people who've got that and they know what their pattern and their mode is, but if they're easily distracted, it's like, do you know what I mean? Mm. So, in your relationship, in your union, in your un like, in your togetherness, imagine it comes to a time where they're just like, ah, do you know what? Like, yeah, we're on this path and everything, but <sighs> Atlanta with the girls is looking kind of lit. You know what I mean? Dubai. And then it's like, yeah, my Dubai with the girls is looking kind of lit. These times there's like a group of five men waiting in Dubai, w- waiting to, to, to fund their whole endeavor. Yeah. And then punch. So, I you know mean,
0: so I, I'm, I'm kind of in agreement with you on this. Like, peace, first and foremost. Um, I think, secondly, for me, is my own preference. Like, me personally, is mm. you have to be funny, man. Mm. I'm not fake laughing my whole relationship. Yeah. Like,. Like we're not, we're not, I'm not going to sit here and wait for you to make a joke and then have to force a laugh. Mm -hmm. If you're not making me, if you're not entertaining me, I'm going to get tired very quickly. Yeah, true You know, like we don't have to do much. We don't have to go out and do extraordinary things. Mm -hmm. If you can just sit in my presence and do something so small and just make me crack up. Yeah. That's, that's, that's partnership. Mm. That's my partner right there. Like I've got friends like that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like my, all my friends are, in my opinion, funny. Mm. something they do even when they're not trying to be funny yeah. something they do is entertaining to me mm. I, you know what I mean so that's my second I think my third one um, you touched on the family thing I, I guess I'm like you in terms of like if they don't get along with my family that would be a real deal breaker but I've never really prioritised it because I just feel like everyone that I've like yeah, like, I, it'd be very difficult to not get on with my family. I think yeah. I've, I've never been in a position where somebody hasn't. Yeah. So I can't really... That's, for that reason, it's not really high on my list because I've never encountered otherwise. Mm. Um, what would be uh, But I think the purpose thing, that's 100%. That is 100% my kind of, like, it has to be top three at least and be like, no, look, I don't care if you want to work from home If you want to be, I don't even mind so much if I'm the only breadwinner Mm. and I'm working and I'm paying for everything. If you have spent your 24 hours doing absolutely nothing productive, Mm. I can't, I can't fund, what am I funding here? Yeah. I'm funding you to just sit at home and do nothing. Yeah. Like at the very least, go take up a hobby and do a young hustle. Just hustle on something. Like if you want to sell fucking Avon, go be the best, go be, I will take care of all the bills. Yeah. But if you want to sell Avon and that's your hustle and that's your passion and you're coming home telling me, oh, I sold 14 bottles to this person and yes. this and that. I'm like, do you know what? Money aside, mm. I don't care about how much yeah. money you're bringing you're fired in. up
1: about it. Yeah. But
0: you are coming here with some fire in your belly. You've got mm. zest. Yeah. You've got something. I'm not I don't wanna I'm not gonna come home to you a bored person and mm. feel like I'm your only source of companionship and entertainment. Yeah, yeah. go do like you're doing something for yourself for your yeah. own enjoyment. Mm. That is making you feel good, that's fulfilling you as a happy person. Yeah. So now the ownership isn't on me mm. to fill you with happiness. Yeah. Because that is a recipe for disaster in any situation. Yeah. If you can't feel be happy within yourself mm-hmm. and you're reliant on other people yeah. to make you feel happy or one other person to make you feel happy mm. it's a problem. It's a problem. It's an absolute problem, man. Yeah. And that's what you know what I say relationship <laughs> and like partner or whatever, but that's what I'm like with all my friends. Every yeah. single one of my friends has some sort of passion yeah. outside of the job that they do to to make the money. To survive, some yeah. some of them are very lucky that their passion is their job. Yeah. But every single one of my friends have got a passion that exists, like that kind of makes them feel happy. That they don't yeah. need anyone else to get involved in. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, did you get it. Yeah. Like I, I'm on it. When it's within reason, <laughs> yeah. I'm not trying I'm to. Go say a, like, uh... I'm not trying to do a killer manjaro. I'll go to the country. <laughs> yeah. But I'll see you when you come. Down. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be in this five star resort yeah. doing up soda and stew them <laughs> and getting omelettes made in the morning, every yeah. morning, you know, and you know, doing a pedicure massage in there. And you know, I might go for a swim, mm. might survey the local area, go to the market, buy some beads, yeah. you know, some tapestry <laughs> while you're up there freezing. Yeah, we do have to do it on the spot. How know? you doing up there? Explora. Is it all good? Yeah, what's the weather saying? It's nice down here, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that's kind of like my that's kind of like my. That's how I source people in general. Mm. Is if you have something interesting to tell me about yourself, mm. that you know that now I'm intrigued. If yeah. you're just saying, oh, um, don't really do much, yeah, I won't not look much. down on you. I'm not gonna look down on you and judge you, but I'm just gonna be. Like, you're not gonna hold my attention for that long. Yeah, and be damn sure I ain't about to be friends or in a relationship as a result of it. So exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're in at this. Uh, what's that episodes, episode? Episode twenty nine. Yeah, that's like an hour and a half. Ish. So yeah, episode 29. Yeah. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, man. We're getting there. We're getting there. We are getting there. Crazy
1: approaching 100, which is just staggering. Oh, no,
0: we're way off that, bro.
1: I know, but (laughs) like now it's, you know, when we're single digits, it's like, man, imagine when we hit 10. Then it was like, oh, man, imagine when we hit 50. Then it's like, oh, 100. Imagine 100.
0: I've never told you this, mm. but do you know why I label them? Zero. I label them with three digits Where? so I can visualize getting to 100 uh, 999 uh. so I could have just put episode 1 episode yeah. 2 but two. I put episode 001, zero one. one. Uh. and I tally up like that yeah. so now it's, this is episode 029 uh. but that's that's like mental training I've had in my head that like oh I'll stick to that and when yeah. I get to 999 and mm. that dial turns again yeah, I'll be like that's sick because yeah. for me turning that dial from nine from single digit to 10 digit it's like you might feel good but it's not really much is it yeah i mean it is it is to some people but for us i was like that's light work Mm. turning it it from 99 to 100 Mm. light work that's two years me and you ain't going nowhere we're not immigrating so i'm always i'm I'm always be within 30 minutes of you so we can pattern this yeah but a thousand yeah that's a that's years in the works Uh bruv Yeah, do you see what yeah. I mean? Or we just do a week where we do nothing but recording pots, <laughs> just waking up. So I can't talk do you know anymore. What, do you know what? I actually spoke to somebody about that. They they made the same joke, and I was like, "Do you know what? I think after day two, if we were all we were doing was talking about stuff, yeah. we wouldn't have time to think of new things to talk about. Yeah. Like topical conversation, we'd yeah. be in that, we'd be in our own bubble and under a rock, effectively. Mm. But if we were like, say, like me and you went on like." This is actually something that's definitely going to happen in the future. At some point when clubs and shit open up and travel is opening up, yeah. I'm going to do another, like a light tour. So in 2016, I did seven countries, right? Oh, okay. Yeah. So I, but it only took me three weeks. So I it well. I did, you know, I scheduled it well and everything. There was no wasted time or dates. Yeah. And um, I'm, I'm definitely going to do that again. And yeah. Me and you're gonna pattern this. Okay. We're gonna go. We're gonna go to certain places. It's a video thing. It's a traveling thing. Do you know what yeah. I mean? It's like get out and about and do all the rest of it. Definitely. So that would be so dope. To might not be. It might not be in like three weeks. It might just be a ten day and just wham them out straight. Yeah. But it could even be like a low, like a light work one in the UK. Mm. Do like the the four home nations. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And do like one. So that could be like. Four cities over the whole of the country, over the whole UK, over like, I don't know, eight days or something, like a yeah. week or whatever. Yeah. So, that would be dope, man. Yeah, yeah. So stuff like that. But then we could be on the road recording every day, little bits and pieces. Like, yeah. So one episode is like eight days. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know eight what I mean? Shit like, like that. And we're, we're just dope. chatting it up and talking. and Yeah. Yeah. So it's that's sick. definitely an idea that I had in my head because I'm going to do this tour thing. So I was just like, I'd be sick if we could take reasoning on the road. Yeah, man that you be at all. but yeah yeah episode 29 29 brought to you by the Reason and seasoning duo tag team yes. Almost forgot. reason and seasoning tag team it's like the Bret Hart and Owen Hart and them man oh. Hardy boys uh, I was about to
1: actually you know I don't know Bun why I was cheese. about to say ultimate warrior because that was one bread <laughs>
0: ultimate warrior and steroids <laughs> <laughs> there you go <laughs> Bobby Brown and apricots mm. <laughs> <Coca-ina>. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah reason and seasoning episode 29 i go by the name of Elling tone also known as tone and i go by the name of king sims in a bit you lot what's going on people you're now listening to the reasoning and seasoning podcast with myself Elling tone and me king sims Make sure you check out new episodes every Friday on Spotify and weekly on YouTube. You can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Reasoning and Seasoning Podcast.